How about the f**k it list instead of the bucket list? You might be like me. You've checked all the boxes. You did everything you thought you should do. You got the house, the kids, the job. But something is still missing. Why isn't it enough? That bright, playful spark of yours was put on ice way too long ago. And not only that, you've had some bumps along the way that left you a little bit bruised. But now, we are reviving that alive badass you accidentally left behind, and we're going bigger. Welcome to Late Learner with me, Allison Hare, where we are breaking down the behaviors that hold us back and learning the cutting edge and most effective ways to heal and move forward with confidence. This podcast is for the person who almost told yourself it was too late. Turns out you are not about the status quo after all. Subscribe to Late Learner with Allison Hare wherever you get your podcasts. Here it is. Isn't she a beaut? Boy, has this been a long time coming. Culture Changers is now renamed Late Learner. And for good reason. I am Allison Hare and welcome, welcome, welcome. Late Learner. It's clear who it's for and what it's about. Ah, thank goodness. So I was thinking how much I was thinking about some of the milestones that I had that had come and gone uh, in my life. And I wonder if any of this will resonate with you. And it's, it's, you know, that gnawing feeling you should have been further by now. And so I was thinking a a little bit about mine noticed in high school. No married at 25. Nope. Babies before 35. Nope. Dream career in your twenties. No thirties. No forties. Ah, jury's still out. Find answers about God. No. Independently wealthy. No. Ugh. So what are we doing here? Here's what I know. I personally right now, early 2023, I am 48 years old and I am starting over from scratch. I left an almost 25 years successful career in technology sales last April. No plan, not a lot of time to figure it out. Big hopes, big dreams, even bigger questions. And you know, I was always a late bloomer. I've always been a late bloomer. And I remember this moment in my mom's kitchen so distinctly when I was 12. And I had my head in my hands crying. And my mother looked at me worriedly and said, Allison, what's wrong? And I looked back at her red-faced with tears streaming down my face. Mom, I am not good at anything. And as any mother would, she looked back at me heartbroken trying to find a list of things I'm good at to rattle off and settle me down. Honey, you've got lots of talent. You could be so good at playing piano or singing if you practiced. You're a really fast typer. Ugh, parents, they try so hard. And the truth is, I was never popular in school. I was a solidly average student. Never the best, never the worst. I didn't play sports. I quickly abandoned any musical attempts because I didn't feel like practicing. Other kids would go to athletic, artistic, social, religious activities after school. I, on the other hand, would go home, sit in front of the TV for hours and memorize every video on MTV. I could school any mofo at 80s music trivia, even today. But anyway, it wasn't until I got into college and I took a voice and diction class. 
And I remember the professor's name. His name was Ernest Wiggins. And I still remember. In the moment I got up and spoke in public, and this is probably like a coffin, (laughs) you know, for other people. But for me, when I spoke, it was like all the lights in my body were flipped on. I knew there was something there in my voice. I knew I had found something that I could be good at and could be excited about. After all those years, it was it was college. And I joined a sorority. I made great friends. I found my people. And I just discovered my college had a shitty-ass tiny radio station. And I got my first radio show. And that radio show was Friday mornings at 8 a.m. Now, if your college was anything like mine, Thursday night is when everyone went out and partied. Nobody took classes on a Friday or really did anything except nurse a raging hangover. And I took things to another level. If you know me today, I'm a totally annoying morning person. I get up stupid early and I have boundless energy. I don't even need caffeine to get me going. And in my college days, it was exactly the opposite. In fact, AM meant Allison's missing. I would sleep through all three alarms and I would even have roommates throw shit at me to wake me up and it wouldn't work. And because of this, I never took classes before 11 AM or noon on any day and absolutely no classes on Friday. In fact, I failed one class, a 9.30 a.m. communications class, which was my damn major because I couldn't wake up. But I got up for this radio show at 8 a.m. on Fridays. And you know in The Wizard of Oz when it goes from black and white to technicolor? That's what it felt like being on air. I had no listeners, mostly because it was literally a 10-watt station back then. The signal didn't even reach the dorms. And even if it did, everyone was passed out asleep. And on top of it, I sucked on air. But boy, did I love it. I won DJ of the year for three years until I graduated, probably because of my sheer passion and nobody was there anyway, so they just gave it to me. But I guess you could always say I was a late learner. I got myself into $45,000 worth of debt in my late 20s. I worked my ass off to get rid of it. I didn't meet my husband until I was 34 after some very painful dating lessons before him. We were married at 37, kids at 38 and 40 and 40 through IVF. And You know, so everything was a little bit later than a lot of my friends and lots of teenage girls have issues with disordered eating. No, not me. Not when I was a teenager. I waited until I was after 40 to bring that one on. So you get the point, right? We all have our stories. And I believe that when you do get lucky enough to get to a certain age, you can't help but have some mileage behind you and some wear and tear. In fact, right when I turned 40, was when my whole world went haywire. I had a series of effed up things happen in a short span of time that turned my perspective inside out on everything. And I just couldn't unlearn or unsee or unfeel what I had experienced. So I decided to go on a quest and this podcast was born. I thought if other people like me saw and experienced what I was seeing and experienced, Good Lord, people would change their minds. They would never look at certain people or industries the same if they understood what was happening under the hood or behind the scenes. I thought that if I could create a platform to educate people on these cultural truths, these people like me would be mobilized to act 
and we could make an impact together. We could make change in our own circles and in our own hearts and minds. It was also born out of political frustration and sadness for how divided not only our country had become, but our communities down to our very own families and friends. And back then, I felt so broken and hopeless, and you've probably felt that too. I knew voting once every two years didn't feel like enough. I wanted to create a more compassionate conversation, but also have a deeper understanding of the challenges we faced as a society, but be able to apply more critical thought. So I came across a promotional email about a podcasting workshop, like to start a podcast. This was in February of 2019. I didn't even look at the cost or even try and figure out what the topic I would talk about was. I just said yes. I wanted to be part of the solution. And the first episode aired in May of 2019. Since then, I've been able to interview notable thought leaders and the wisest of people on earth like Mariel Hemingway and Seth Godin and Jesse Itzler and so many others. I am so proud to have had meaningful and life-altering conversations with on this show. But what you may not know is this podcast has had four names. Four. Even when I was first building this podcast out, I really struggled with finding a niche or niche. I don't know how you, I think it's niche. You know, I wish I was like a brilliant piano player and that's it. I can run with being a piano player and figure out a life that way. Or that I was super passionate about the news or celebrity gossip or true crime and could analyze it in an interesting way. But no, or that I was hilariously funny. I wish I was. But once again, what the hell am I good at? I'm interested in so many different things. What am I going to call this thing? And so I was so multi-passionate, so multi-interested, so curious. And, you know, ever since I was little, my mom used to say that I was left of center, meaning I always thought differently. I was classic with a twist. And I kind of love that as I wrestled with what to name this podcast. So I naively named it Little Left of Center in 2019, when a certain mercurial, divisive, and polarizing figure held the highest office in the land. Right. So at first glance, everyone thought it was a political podcast, and it never was, even though it's a topic I often explore. So after a year or two, I knew I needed to change it. So once again, I went back to the drawing board and wrestled with alligators, it seems, with more names. I came up with a clever but not so clear title, Bright This Way. Get it? Bright This Way. I'm leading people to the light. You know, sometimes these episodes, though, cover some very heavy, sometimes disturbing and deep topics. And Bright This Way sounded like a light inspirational podcast. I had that name for about a minute and changed it soon after to what it was always about, which was culture changers and what I really wanted to do and do and inspire in other people. So I got some cover art I am super proud of, that bright yellow and against the hot pink with that intense face would stop a scroll and I was off to the races. But like all podcasts, things evolve. I mean, nobody is Googling, how do I become a culture changer? And in August of last year, in 2022, 
I went to a podcast conference and found that despite the organic growth of the show and life-changing results for many of my listeners, I couldn't succinctly describe my show, let alone sell it to potential podcast networks, advertisers, and sponsors. And I've talked about this many, many times on the show, but I just shrank. I just shrank. And I knew then and there I had to change the name. And this stuff, oh, it's so exhausting. So I went to great lengths to find the right vibe, one where I could clearly define what it is, who it's for, and why it's important. And at this point, I did not trust my own abilities anymore to name or describe anything. I was just tired and frustrated that, you know, at, back then it was three and a half years of having this podcast and I can't describe it or who it's for. And again, it's evolved too. So it, it's been very frustrating. And I don't know if you have gone through this where you've gotten it exactly, you haven't gotten it exactly right after so many tries that you just assume you're a dumbass and you need to pay someone else to help you. That's how I feel in a lot of different areas. And, and this was one of them. And I always felt really confident around executing and producing the content uh, for this podcast and having incredible interviews, but describing it and the marketing and the branding side of things have always been a little bit elusive. And I've had some help along the way, but it just never clicked. So, you know, I, I knew I wanted it to be the new name to be clear, not cheesy, not corny, not jar jargony, not too woo, not boring, and to have a little edge. You, I always want things to be very provocative and something that is clear. So I love that edge. And so it was really hard to find that. So I hired branding experts. I talked to countless brand strategists. I talked to word nerds, marketing whizzes, shamans, did psychedelic assisted therapy. I'm not kidding you. Actual therapy. Opened up a listener contest to rename the show. I just kept coming up more and more frustrated. I mean, as all of this is going on, I feel like the new name and direction were the keys to having me define a new business model now that I have left my corporate job and figure out how do I make money going forward? How do I be a force for good? How do I help others in a way that's going to be impactful, but also help sustain the podcast and the lifestyle of just being essentially a lifestyle entrepreneur, as well as guide a topic for me to write a book. So I could book myself easier on other shows and do a PR campaign. So I really put a lot of pressure on this name, on this one thing. I wouldn't be sheepish about describing my podcast, even though this show is ranked in the top one and a half percent globally and was just named Atlanta Magazine's top local podcast for 2022, which I am super proud of. It is a big deal and grateful for all my listeners who voted. And I don't know if you can relate to this, but it felt like the answers that I've been so desperately seeking were right to the right of my eye in a fucking blind spot, but so close, but locked away. I just couldn't access it. This is how a lot has felt for me. I feel like the answers are all around me. They are right there, but I haven't been able to access this. And at the same time, time is running out. I'm running out of money for this brief but very necessary sabbatical. 
and I still don't have the ideas, clarity, or the name. I am 2000 and late, as they say. The stakes are so high. Fuck, what am I going to do? So I got an email from a friend suggesting that I meet with another gal in our community. He's like, you two have a lot in common. You should meet. So I took a Zoom meeting with her and she is freaking awesome. If we lived in the same town, we would hang out constantly. She's so cool and interesting. And as I was telling her about the struggles for the new podcast name, she said, ah, I've got the perfect person you should talk to about this. I bet she could help. She's an intuitive brand expert. She's an intuitive what? An intuitive brand expert. Well, here's something to know about me. You put the word intuitive in front of anything and I'm buying it. Turns out I've got a lot more woo in me than I like to admit, but it's true. So I had a free 20 minute call with the intuitive brand expert and she nailed this new name in two minutes flat. Late learner. Oh my God, it's exactly right. I was on a high for days. And if you pictured how I was, picture Julie Andrews spinning on top of a Swiss mountain. That was me, late learner. Me, I am intensely curious. And I wonder, would you consider yourself a curious person? I bet you are actually. You probably wouldn't be listening to this show if you weren't curious. And I remember reading a study many, many years ago in Psychology Today. Do you remember that magazine? Wait, do you remember any magazines? <laughs> anyway, the study said that people who were curious were far more likely to lead happier lives. And the reason why, conversely, is if you think about the opposite of curious, know-it-alls, they already have the answers then they are likely to experience more disappointment in life. So if you already have the answers, then life becomes way more disappointing. But if you're curious and kind of open-minded, then you can invite a lot of wonder into your life. You can invite a lot of magic into your life, which is so cool, right? It's actually something I urgently and frequently teach my kids and praise them for their curiosity and asking questions, and that it will always lead to more learning and critical thought by asking more questions. But let's talk about what this show is about and what it can do for you. First of all, if you always take the approach of learning, continuously learning, you will always grow and never be stagnant or complacent. Let me say that again. If you always take the approach of learning, continuously learning, you will always grow and never be stagnant or complacent. Ha! I love that. So what can we learn together? Well, for one, I think it's important to try new things. And if you're the kind of person that has all of these ideas, but you're really bogged down with an overpacked schedule, or you're just freaking tired, but you struggle with trying them out or execution, maybe you're slow to change, or you tell yourself, ah, it's too late. I don't have time for that. I wish I could, but I can start things, but I just never finish, or I don't know where to start, or I want to do it with someone, or trying new things you desire just seems overwhelming but you still have that gnawing feeling inside that you want more fulfillment. 
This is the place for you. And the reason why I say this is because I have said all of those things. I have been slow to change. I'm a little more fearless on certain things, but I I struggle sometimes with being overwhelmed. I struggle sometimes with where do I even begin? I struggle sometimes with the thought of what if it's going to suck or it's already been done before, or I, I don't know how I could even carve out an extra minute. And there's a lot of mental wellness that is kind of wrapped in all of these thoughts that we have. And that's where I really want to untangle it. So as I was explaining to you before about how frustrated I've been trying to find the name of this and like hiring all of these people, what's interesting is that even with the psychedelic assisted therapy, with the intuitive branding expert, with every person that knows me, loves me, and understands me, every single one of them has said, you already know the answers. You already know. You don't need to look externally. And what I think is interesting about this, and I'll, I'll share this kind of to tell you. So I, um, I'm releasing this on a Thursday, uh, January 5th. And on Tuesday, January 3rd, two days prior to the release of this podcast, I had an appointment with that intuitive branding expert to go over the podcast description, the cover art, the podcast trailer, all of the assets, all of the new assets to kind of help walk me through. And I was like, oh, thank God this woman gets me. I can't wait. And so it feels like a really tight turnaround and it is. And I, you know, kind of waited, you know, she took some time over the holidays as she should. And, uh, you know, I had the name and I'm kind of bubbling with it. And I get an email the night before Monday, January 2nd. I'm so sorry. I need to reschedule our meeting. I have been sick with bronchitis and I'm like, all right. Okay. This is me being called to do this myself. This is me being called to say, I can do this. I can, I already have the answers. And so I cleared the calendar. I have taken the morning and, you know, over the weeks, I've actually taken some time. I, I went to this Korean spa. I often talk about this Korean spa in Georgia. It is not a happy ending place, but it is uh, a, a traditional Korean spa, which has these seven different mineral rooms where they're like heated rooms and they're jeweled and charcoal and jade and silver and gold and salt rooms and, and things to kind of help you relax. And so I often go there sometimes to relax, always to relax. But I found that I go there for creativity and I'll go with a, a blank notepad and sometimes a book that I'm reading and I leave my phone in the locker and I just write. And so I've done it. I actually wrote a TV show pilot idea um, last year. That was something that I tried, was not the right fit. Um, and this time I'm like, I'm just going to write. I'm just going to write. And it's an exercise that I got out of that habit of. I love to write. I write a blog every week. And many of you get that blog uh, delivered to you via email every week. And I never have a problem with it. I always write. But a lot of times I write only to publish. So I do write in a journal every morning, but I write to publish. And what I got out of the habit of 
was writing to suck, writing to just suck. And what I mean by that, I've had Seth Godin on my podcast before. And if you're a fan of Seth Godin or a student of his work, you'll know that he says often there is no such thing as writer's block. There is only uh, people who are scared it's going to be bad. And so his teaching, and again, I've had him on my podcast. He has a book called The Practice. Um, and, and the whole concept is it doesn't matter if it's good or not. The, you know, Just write the crappiest, shittiest stuff. Just get it out. And the practice is doing it over and over and over again. And that the more you write, the more bad stuff you write, the more nuggets of gold are going to come out. And so I took that approach, took a day and just wrote most of it is crap. Uh, there are some things that went through, but it was such a great exercise and a reminder to me and to you as well that you do have the power. And it's the same thing, like we're in the beginning of January and you know, you expect to lose all the weight or whatever it is, fit into the jeans, you know, or eat healthy and not have those cravings anymore for the chocolate or whatever it is. But it is a practice and it's something that little by little you can suck at it. You can wake up tomorrow and do something differently. And so that's kind of the the approach that I've taken here. And we'll see. I mean, this comes out. I'm hoping that all the assets are going to be done. Again, I'm recording this on Tuesday, January 3rd. Um, I already kind of outlined what I was going to say for this first episode a few days ago. And I'm feeling really optimistic about it and hopeful that you can kind of you know, I have taken an approach of this podcast to not only document my journey of le entrepreneurship, really, like leaving the corporate world, unprogramming all of the decades of stuff, you know, from society, from, you know, what does, what feels right in my body and what doesn't feel right? What is, what is an action for good and what is an action for selfishness and kind of asking those questions. And that's where this podcast is really going to be directed. And I hope that's of interest to you. So I'm going to help teach some of the things that I'm learning, but also we can learn this stuff together. So like I said, it's important, you know, like I'm going to help you get off your ass. <laughs> I'm going to help you with it. And I've struggled with all of this stuff, you know, of just not being motivated. And as often as you can, whatever might pique your interest, it's always worth asking the question, what would be possible if? So if you think about all of the things that you might be interested in, maybe you think you've got an aptitude for it. Maybe you used to paint or draw or pencil sketch when you were younger or play music, you know, what would be possible if you picked it up again? What could be possible if you started knitting and, you know, had some kind of fun activity that would just use your hands and your brain in a different way that you're normally uh, using it? And if you're interested in putting this into action right away, I am doing a free challenge on doing new things every day in the month of January. So I put together some very unique but consumable ideas for you. I put together 31 ideas or suggestions. You can do whatever you want with it, but it's a good option. And I have it not just doing adventures, but some of it is like, 
helping with some of the behaviors as well. So maybe it is replacement behavior. Like for instance, I uh, kept yelling at my kids yesterday about being on the screens. Of course, I was had my phone in my hand while I was yelling at them. Um, but I uh, hate that. And so I was kind of playing around with the thought of replacement responses of how can I respond to this better than, you know, yelling at them and kind of talking through it. So if you are interested in joining this challenge, it's called the new new year challenge. You can join it at allisonhair.com forward slash new new and get on this with me. Yes, I did say new new twice. Allisonhair.com forward slash new new. And if you have followed me sometime, you'll know that I've been known to take some fearless approaches when it comes to self-development and growth. And now I can add career to that list too. So remember when I told you about that voice and diction class in college, when I had finally found what I was good at, it was learning that I had a voice and that voice mattered. Well, I remember being in Toastmasters and I must've been in my late twenties. And I remember doing a speech that I named how to be indispensable in a in a disposable world. I'll say that again, how to be indispensable in a disposable world. And the answer was legacy. What kind of mark can you leave where you leave better than you came? And somehow, and I know, you, you know, many of you, most of you, if you're listening this far, you probably are searching, seeking purpose or how you can inspire purpose in others or bring out your own purpose. And that's kind of where this podcast lives. And when this happened, when I did this Toastmaster speech, when I was like 29 or whatever, Somehow, this implanted a relentless drive to figure out, if my gift is my voice, how do I use it as a force for good? And what kind of legacy can I leave? But here's the rub. I have always been ruled by money. And this is going to sound a little crazy. I grew up in a very affluent town. We were on the more modest side of that town. But at one point, my dad's businesses tanked and the money and my parents' marriage and the house were all gone. And I had vowed that I would never make the same mistakes. My mother implored me and my sisters over and over and over again. Never rely on a man for your money. Always make your own. Because this was a choice my mom didn't make and she suffered until the day she died. And I bet you can see where those money wounds and where they came from. In me, you might even have a similar story. I'd be interested to hear yours if it's resonating with you. So every time I could choose doing something with my voice, like becoming a radio DJ, which was all I ever wanted to do once I got out of college, or being an on-air anchor or a writer, I chose the opposite direction. I chose money over creative passions that I loved. And I always pursued these outlets on the side off and on for years and always just put all this content out there for free. And I guess somewhere in my head, I thought about, you know, what if I could put all these creative efforts out there and build something on the side and then it takes off and, and I can leave and, you know, step off one platform and step onto another. But that gnawing feeling just kept getting louder and louder my husband and my kids. Financially, we were in the black and we were doing just fine. But I was becoming more and more miserable, but quietly. In fact, I would never admit it to anyone. 
that I didn't like what I was doing or that I didn't feel like I belonged there, let alone myself. I tried so hard to make the corporate life work, and I did really well for a long time there. I earned lots of president's clubs and incentive trips, tons of money, stock, investments, accolades. I worked for prestigious Fortune 500 companies, and recruiters were beating down my door. But as time went on and this dissonance, this cognitive dissonance became more and more pronounced, it became harder and harder to win. Even though I was focusing as hard as I possibly could to get better, I was so hell-bent on having my creative life and my work life totally separate and win at both. I really desperately wanted this life to be enough because I couldn't figure out how to make the fun, artistic, creative thing profitable. I had tried to start businesses, ideas I would spin into concepts to sell, but none of it felt right. It felt like I was just desperately looking for an escape hatch, but I wasn't going to lose any money doing it. And my husband would often find me slumped over my keyboard crying after a meeting. I would hold it all together until I couldn't. And on the side, I was running this podcast all on my own dime. And I will note, if you'd like to support this podcast for just a few dollars a month, it goes a long way and is so appreciated. You can join at patreon.com forward slash culture changers. It might be patreon.com forward slash late learner, but uh, I'll link it in the notes. But I had hired coaches of every kind, experts, therapists, joint masterminds, retreats, entrepreneur groups, you know. I think about the song Closer to Fine by the Indigo Girls. You know that song? And it hits a little bit differently. And I went to the doctor. I went to the mountains. I looked to the children. I drank from the fountains. There's more than one answer to these questions. Pointing me in a crooked line. The less I seek my source. Closer I am to find, yeah. (laughs) I'm not even going to edit that out. Who cares, right? We're just showing up real. But that is how I felt. And maybe that's how you feel. Like your life looks perfect on paper, but you are stuck in real life. You've checked all the boxes. You've done everything you thought you should do. But something is still missing. You have comforts, but not fulfillment. You have so much to be grateful for. And you feel shame that you don't feel enough or don't feel like it's still enough and that you might have put away your own heart's desires and your pure essence because that wild and playful little giant doesn't fit into the box that you've stepped in. This is where this podcast will live. How do you revive your truest self? You know, that badass you accidentally left behind? Let's get her back and let's go bigger. That is my mission from here on out. And it doesn't mean you have to quit your job and become a yoga instructor. I mean, God knows I love yoga instructors. But you will be called to look inward. You will be called to bravely come alive as fully and boldly as you possibly can. No need to shrink down. No need to smooth out any edges. I want you just as you are. I just want you to feel empowered and confident enough to bring her back out into the light and see what kind of magic can come back out and play. We are going to use some ancient and some elemental methods, but we might do them in unconventional but effective ways. 
I'm going to continue having meaningful discussions with some of the wisest and most interesting people on earth right here. Who would you like to hear? Who should I bring on to interview? And what I've learned by running this podcast for almost four years now is that what you want is practical advice that you can use right now. What you want is to feel seen and heard and know you're not alone. What you've told me is you want to start again, but have a different outcome. You want to try new things. You want to step into a more powerful and commanding self. And I'm committing to delivering binge-worthy, immediately useful content that will do just that. So welcome to Late Learner, where the riches are in the glitches. Does that even work? (laughs) Anyway, so a few things. One, do you want to support this show? The easiest way is to follow this show on whatever podcast player you're listening to and share it. Post on your networks, tag me. I even launched a Late Learner Instagram account at late.learner. Text your friends, please text your friends. Write a five-star review on your favorite podcast player, which really helps people find me and understand what the show's about. And another way that helps truly fuel and shape the show is through Patreon. And like I said before, for just a few bucks a month, you can get all the episodes ad-free and early, plus bonus content not fit for public consumption, only for my lifers. It's usually stuff that I would never put out publicly, and so it's usually very, very personal. And you can become a member at patreon.com forward slash culture changers, or maybe late learner. I don't know. And also, will you let me know what you think of this new direction? Any ideas or topics you'd love to hear or you're struggling with right now? You know where to find me. All the links are in the show notes. Also, I am putting together a new wellness brand that will apply all of these principles you learn here in real life. If you could take one minute to answer five questions, it will help me shape some experiences I'm putting together for us to be late learners together. Maybe I'll call us ladies. Get it? Ladies. Never mind. Anyway, go to allisonhair.com forward slash well. And lastly, get in on the new New Year challenge right away at allisonhair.com forward slash new new. Y'all, I am just buzzing. I'm so excited about this new direction and I can't wait to see where we take it together. As always, I'm so grateful for your ears and your passion and your feedback and your sharing. As always, be good to yourself so you can be better for others. See you on the socials until I see you in the next episode. Welcome to Late Learner.